Hey there, my name is Lexi, and thank you so much for joining me this week on Lex Chat. I have my friend, Mikey Mike, here with me to join us in the chat this week. How y'all doing? I'm Mikey Mike. Yeah. This is Lexi. <laughs> so we're just going to start with the Lex Chat, basic rundown of what's going on in life. Um, before we get into that, though, I have to let y'all know again, don't forget on April 30th, which is a Saturday, I will be walking in a fashion show for Passport to Luxury here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, May 7th, which is a Saturday, I also have a show in Savannah, Georgia. And then May 19th, which is a Thursday in Atlanta, Georgia, I have a show coming up. All the information for those events and the tickets, where you can find tickets and stuff like that, send the link in my bio or send me a direct message or you can go to my website lexiatl.com let's get into the lex check and y'all better be there <laughs> listen especially for this may 19th one because that one i have the opportunity to be paid but i have to i have to sell a certain amount mm -hmm. of tickets so show support the thing that's irritating me with that is it's already known that most people won't buy tickets till like the two weeks out maybe yeah. some people have already told me well I'll just buy at the door I'm like no that doesn't help me <laughs> and people love buying at the door too uh, it's more expensive at the door yeah so not only will you be helping me by showing them that you want to come see Lexi but you'll also get a cheaper ticket price so I would highly recommend that y'all do that instead of waiting to come to the door because if my ticket sales don't hit a certain threshold they could possibly change my call time which would mess up when I'm telling y'all to show up anyway What's been going on with Lexi lately? I think the dark cloud has lifted. I'm happy to say. Mm. I don't know how. I don't know why it went away. But it's <clears throat> gone. And I don't have those random feelings of why is this happening or why do I feel down? Like just for no reason. So I'm really happy about that. Um, I've been getting into the gym more consistently like I'm supposed to, so I think that helps a lot more. I've been missing out on being outdoors on my weekly reading outside just because the weather's been so weird here in Georgia. It was nice one week and then it got cold and it was rainy, so I just didn't go out. But um, yeah, the dark cloud is finally kind of lifted a little bit. What about for you? Um, I think we had this conversation last week or something like that, mm -hmm. and I was still like kind of in the midst of the dark cloud. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is, for me, I can feel it lifting. Honestly, yeah. um, I feel like it happened like this weekend or something like that. I could feel like just a change, a difference in my aura. But something I wanted to ask you was, how hard do you think it is? Like once you've been in that dark space for such a long time. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how it feels to be out of it and how you have to function differently. Like, mm. what lesson do you take from being in that dark that dark space Ooh, and bring into your new space? Because you can't just go through a dark space and not learn nothing from it. That's like a waste of stress and anxiety and stuff to God. me. You're right. Um, How do I? Let me see. So something that I learned is sometimes the darkness literally comes out of nowhere because i can't really pinpoint why it got that bad as far as like why it started um well actually it's never been like officially diagnosed but i think you know what seasonal affective disorder is it's called sad mm -hmm. 
mm. where basically as the weather gets colder, people are more inclined to be depressed or yeah. sad because there's also less sunlight. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it, even though I've not officially been diagnosed with that. That's just me Googling, right. Google doctor. Um, and then I get anxiety around my birthday. So <laughs> um, I'm the kind of person I never feel like I have people, which is wrong, but that's just how I feel in my head. And so I get this anxiety of even like the things with shows. I don't know who's actually going to show up to come to the show. I don't know who would actually want to show up to hang out with me on my birthday. So yeah. it causes all this big anxiety. And yeah. We're very similar in so many ways. Yeah. Um, what's your sign again? Leo. What's Leo. yours? Sagittarius. Well, we get along. So. Yeah, I guess so. We're compatible. But um, as far as the lessons for coming out of a dark cloud, to not sink further or to not darken the cloud more talk to people mm, yeah um i'm the type of person though i don't feel like bringing other people's mood down just because i feel down so i'll isolate myself yes, same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. which i know is a bad thing to do but then on the other hand and it could just be me thinking to myself again no one cares type thing but i feel like if I tell certain people, even the people that I want to tell, mm -hmm. they probably won't care anyway. Or, And I'm big on like reactions, like how people react to what I'm saying. So or if they're if I, listening. Yeah, so if I feel yeah. like you're just it's going in one end and out the other, I'm just like, why am I even speaking to you? Yeah. So, yeah, especially if it's like people who said, oh, yeah, I'll be there for you whenever you need. And then you call them and it's like in one ear, out the next. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know not to talk to you. Yeah. Now, the people who I would go to, that's happened. So now <laughs> I don't go to those people. <laughs> yeah. And that's sad, though. But, you know, you just got to pick and choose, like, who you go to about certain things, certain things, you, certain people you can't go to about certain topics. I've, yeah. I've learned and I've noticed. And I've noticed um, certain people just selfish. Like, it takes a lot to be able to be there for somebody when you're going through your own stuff. Right. Which I can understand on their end why they may not be so like readily available to help or even just actively listen yeah but i feel like i give a lot to people especially certain people in particular mm -hmm. for them to not give back to me is what's really frustrating but you know what they say they say like you should do not to receive like do good things not to receive it back but just to do it yeah but i feel like it's a human thing to be like dang well i kind of want you know reciprocity as well and what I'm doing and like I want to feel appreciated and stuff like that yeah but um I've just for me I just happened to like check myself and be like okay I'm doing this because I care about you or because this is just the type of person that I am I'm not really expecting it mm -hmm. but at the same time or expecting anything back but at the same time I'm also kind of like being not stingy but just kind of like choosing who I do stuff for yeah kind of thing so I think if you burn me before, I'm not doing it again. And that's part of like the we kind of have to be judgy in certain ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel you on that because on one hand it's like, yeah, we should be doing things out of the goodness of our heart. But when you start noticing certain energies are not returned, right. it's like, OK, let me pull my energy to people who will actually help me to recharge and yeah. I help them to recharge. So how often do you think you should speak to like a friend like? your friends and stuff like that on like a weekly basis mm, it depends on the person for me 
like um the person who was my best friend we could talk every single day mm -hmm. no problem um i could talk to my mom multiple times throughout the week awesome. probably in my life now i could probably talk to her every day yeah. when i was first moving here she was calling way too much <laughs> but um what i'm working on right now is as soon as i think of someone either shoot them a text or call them same. just to see yeah so because there's a reason that they came into your mind so. yeah i feel the same way too yeah and it's crazy because people will like think of you but they won't reach out at the same time and then when they and then see you call you, them well, yeah. i was thinking about you i was like well, why you two months ago you could have called me too yeah uh mango 7k says don't overdo for people let go of those who try to provoke negative thoughts i agree with that because it it's a really lonely place to be to feel like the people who you want to depend on you cannot mm -hmm. um and this is even for me where my mind's going romantically as well things that i know things that i'm attracted to but that i know are not good for me it's hard to like rewire my brain to focus on people who are good for me but that i'm not necessarily attracted to you know what i mean so i think with that is where you have to first start with like focusing on you are you good for you like are you good yes. right now <laughs> not like that but like are you good like are you centered like are you yeah in a good space in your life that you can receive what you want in the full package true and that's something i'm checking myself on too just like being content with me and where i'm at mm -hmm. no matter how dark it may be but just like kind of centering myself and everything else will literally i believe will literally come to me like i'll just attract it yeah that's what i that's kind of like the actions that i'm taking and receiving in my life just attracting not chasing not yeah yeah i'm praying and i'm attracting that's what i'm doing <laughs> i feel like the other piece of that too is being able to recognize that you can be content with yourself but also being able to give yourself like grace when mm. you know that you may be sinking or that a dark cloud may be popping up understanding that this is how I am during those times. Yeah. And can you practice extending that same grace to someone else? Because the relationship is not going to be I'm rainbows the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. I'm big on grace when it comes to like friendships, relationships, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because everybody's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But if you're doing something stupid, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. I don't really care. We gotta get the fuck up out of here. What? <laughs> what I've song never, is that? You never heard that song? No. It's the, um... I feel like I should have. Hold on. I'm gonna time to show on here. It's called... Fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. I don't think I ever heard that part of it. But really? I yeah. It's a little stick figure guy, too. Wait. <laughs> I need to share this. I'm big on sharing, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the f just happened. You know, this might be real difficult <laughs> with the little setup we got here. I don't really care. I'm gonna get the f up out of here. Don't know why I did that. You know what? We'll play this later because uh, <laughs> this typing situation, yeah, how we got this set up, difficult. is a little difficult. <laughs> But so yeah, that's um 
what other lessons would I had did I learn from that? As far as like not isolating myself. Um unfortunately that you just have to go through it sometimes. There's a reason for that season. Yeah. Um you just have to go through it. There may not, unfortunately, be a reason. I've also learned, like, I literally had no re had no reason to be as low as I was. There was maybe one thing that was happening romantically mm -hmm. that threw me off, but everything else I was supposed to be grateful for. But it's just feeling away. I don't know. Um, but I feel like just being able to accept that. Sometimes you have really high highs. Sometimes you have really low lows, and yeah. it's not a satisfying answer. But sometimes that's just how it is. The pendulum is just swinging, with or without reason. Yeah, I think for me, like the reason I said that is because I try to find the reasoning in everything. Yeah, that might have to come with a little bit like am I wanting to be in control of everything? But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> me too. Me, me too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the same way. but I do, in hindsight, I do believe that there's a reason for even the smallest things. There's a reason we're talking right now. Like, I believe in that because nothing just happens by chance. <laughs> Everything happens because it's in, you know, our life plan. So I believe that when I was in my dark or I'm not going to say that I'm out of it because that's another thing I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of like fully being too happy yes because <laughs> what happens Me if too. i fall back in that <laughs> Me too. like that like, that's something that they don't good, talk about things are going too good and and it's not even that things are going good but i just feel i mean it is good because i'm alive but like i just feel like i'm more at i'm at a zen zenful type of place right now mm. like i'm okay in this season right now it's not that anything is happening like you can handle or anything but it's like I'm, I've literally like, plat not plateaued, but like I'm good kind of thing. Like you're coasting. Yeah. And I'm just waiting. Like I'm literally just waiting for why God had me wait for certain things. And I'm waiting for what's about to happen, what he's about to do next. And what he is going to tell me to do next, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. <clears throat> yeah. Reminds me of that quote you sent me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the delay is for your protection. So what, like the bad stuff can pass before you show up or something like mm -hmm. that? Basically. Yeah. And that's very true because you never know what God is protecting you for. Or, you know, and I also learned that God is a God of detour sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes he'll tell you it'll happen at this time. He's not going to tell you exactly when it happened, but he'll tell you like it's going to happen this way. And he'll make it happen a totally different type of way. Really? And then that that's something that I've been struggling he'll with. He'll tell you how it's going to happen or he'll tell you what's going to happen? He'll confirm, like, okay, Mike, this is for you. But this, what's for you might not come in the way that you expected that, it to come. That. Yeah. And in my season, I was very confused and very confused with God. And I've never been like that before because I'm usually, like, super engaged and, like, you know, whatever. But I was very confused, and I feel like I had to learn that it's not that it's not going to happen, that his promise isn't going to come to pass because it is going to come to pass. But it's not going to happen the way that I 
that I can, you know, fathom and happen. Mm-hmm. It might be way bigger than what I thought it would have been, but I have to go through this dark space mm-hmm. in order to grow and build myself up emotionally so that I can, you know, grasp hold of fully what and when the good stuff happens and not tarnish it and not self-sabotage myself. Have you self-sabotaged before? Absolutely. I think everybody self-sabotages in what to an ways or what areas? Um, I feel like it's different. Like, I don't know if I have an example. <laughs> like, sometimes when people get things, I feel like a form of self-sabotaging is like being too cocky with, you know, the blessing that God gives you. Like, mm. you didn't get this on your own type of thing. <laughs> so why are you so cocky? Like, I don't know. Of course, you had to put the work in and stuff like that. But I know when I get it, it's not because of me, but it's because of a higher power mm-hmm. assisting me. Uh, Maurice Beat says it's going to happen on his time. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off of what you're saying, kind of on the flip side, people. Did you put my ad on there? No. Put my ad. How important. <laughs> okay, let's see. You spelled it right now. <laughs> M-Y-K-E-E-M-I-K-E-T-D. Yep. I know you, man. All right. <laughs> I'll be stocking your stuff sometime. <laughs> as Cam Newton would say, but did you like it though? Right. Um, <laughs> um, so piggyback off of what you were saying, I feel like people get too... They're cocky about what they have, right? Mm. But then some people are cocky about what they're about to get. You know what I mean? Or what they think they're about to get. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, how do you expect God to bless you with certain things and you're not even managing what you have right now? Why should he increase? Why should you grow? Or being grateful for what you have right now. Or being grateful. That's another thing. I feel Always like. looking for the next or looking for more. Look at what you have now. You was literally asking for this five years ago. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there and you grateful for it. Mm-hmm. God's like, how am I... I feel like this is going real spiritual. It is. But God's like, how am I <laughs> going <laughs> to... It always happens with me. It always gets real deep and spiritual. <laughs> but God's like, um, I gave you all of this. You just asked me for this two, three, four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in it, but I haven't received any gratitude from you. You're too quick to get the next thing. So now I'm going to make you sit in it and see the beauty in it. Which is also annoying as a human. I think it's in our nature kind of to what's next or what's more even a society and it's like why are we the thing i struggle with with spirituality a lot of times is knowing how i should grow spiritually but understanding that i have to fight my humanity to achieve certain things Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can tell i've been listening to a lot of sermons in my dark season same. <laughs> like that's, that's something else I learned. You got to feed yourself spiritually through the dark season. Yes. So don't isolate yourself and make sure you're feeding yourself spiritually. Yes. And health. I, I, I feel like I feel like the gym has helped me so much, and I had never been like a gym junkie until now. Stress reliever. But I feel like the gym. Like I'm in the gym four to five, four out of five days of the week. And I feel like that has helped my mental health so much. And I'm glad that I did it because I didn't just sit in it and let my body 
deteriorate. Quote unquote rot. <laughs> which will make it worse. Yeah, it makes or it so much worse. Staying indoors makes it worse. Yes. Get out, get active, you know, eat the right things, feed, take your vitamins, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, drink your water and talk to good people, listen to good sermons, listen to good interviews online. I don't even have to be spiritual, like just feed, just deposit that positivity inside of your spirit so that it can exude out of you. And I also believe that when you do that, that will also attract the right people and the right things to come to you. And you got to surrender too. What are you doing? Taking notes? Yeah. Just in <laughs> case I want to make like a shortened version of this. Okay. Which I was supposed to do with the School for Rappers one, but I ain't done it yet. But you know, we're hopeful. Yeah. We're writing it down. It's more likely to happen. Yeah. Uh, Maurice Beat said, stay humble and understand the next step that God has for you. Very true. God is my therapist. Very much. I need a life coach. I don't think I've tried therapists, but I want a life coach. Um, that's the other thing for me too. I get torn when people say things like, God is my therapist, or when you feel alone, just talk to God. It's like, yes, that's true. Sometimes However, we are social beings. <laughs> like, there's only... I do exercise faith, of course, but yeah, we also need that human connection. Like, you ever, you ever felt like when you're isolating yourself, you get deeper and deeper because you feel like nobody cares, but you yeah. never reach out to anybody, so you never know who's actually there to listen. It's just a vicious cycle going lower and lower, or the cloud gets darker and heavier. Um, so people say, I think God puts people in our paths mm, yeah. like uh you remember it was kind of random remember the memory card sermon that i did that was inspired by you what oh was <laughs> it we were um you had gotten your camera and you were like vlogging real heavy but you forgot your memory card one day and i had yeah. just gone to the store earlier that day for a bigger memory card mm. and i was like mm, god got your back <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i do remember that <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that yeah, so it's like people say lean on God, but sometimes God is putting the resources right in front of your face. And it, it irritates me sometimes when people say too much of just give it to God or just pray about it. And of course, you do need to do that. But yeah, at but the same time, also faith without work is dead. So, yeah. And you need people like we're, we are people. We're not meant to be alone. Mm hmm. <laughs> Like, we need that. Like, I know when I'm not around people, I'm even more depressed and I feel like I'm going to go insane. Wait, come closer to the camera. Granted, people kind of piss me off very much. Okay. Um, you had eyelashes. It's like, what's happening? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, people piss me off and, yeah. But we need them at the same time. It's very... It's, uh... When people piss you off, was it, because I heard this on a sermon, mm. <laughs> you ask God for patience and then uh. someone comes and tries you, is God then giving you the opportunity to be patient or do you expect God to just give you patience? He's giving you the opportunity to practice it. Yeah, because like, yeah, and that's another thing I learned during the season, patience. Like, it's not going to come on my time and it's not... I don't know, like, just be patient with everything. 
even like with me driving in a car, I hate when people fucking be driving slow. I'd be like, oh my goodness. I hate when they speed up I, to get in front of me. Horn, but no, nah, I'm the speed up nigga. Like I'm gonna speed up in front of you just and then you slow down. Yes. Yo. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna slow down. Okay. No, I'm gonna keep. You know. What I'm saying? Nah, they slow down. Put on the gas, like, but the it's I hate when people drive slow on the interstate. Mm. But that's another thing. Patience. Like, Patience. what am I in a rush for? I know I'm going to work, and I know I'm already late. But at this point, I'm late. <laughs> if I'm late, I'm late. late. Or they want me to never show up. Like. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, oh. just be patient with everything. That's something that I'm working on daily. Same here. Um, these days, it's like all the ideas I have in my head, learning or being more disciplined with sticking to being okay, doing a little bit here, a little bit there mm -hmm. to build up to the big piece. Because I feel like with not being patient, Thanks to things like social media, of course, everything appears to be happening overnight or appears to be happening quickly, yeah. but everything still needs a foundation built. And then once you have that foundation built, you still have to build stuff on the foundation and it comes in steps. It comes in waves being okay with here's my big picture. Here are the little pieces that I need to come together to build to the bigger picture. But I think people get impatient with that building process, which, and I talked about this um, in last week's episode of Lex Chat, actually, School for Rappers, the not so obvious things that artists need mm -hmm. to learn. One of them being patience, especially since music is such a long game. This is not going to happen overnight. Like I've been doing music professionally going, this is year nine. And I didn't really start seeing big results till year seven or eight. Mm -hmm. So that puts things into perspective for people. Or when I think about artists like Beyonce, um, how long was that Coachella performance? Like an hour, two hours? Hour and a half, two hours, yeah. She rehearsed for eight to nine months for a two hour That's show. That's a pregnancy. Hmm? That's a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> for one moment, within the span of an hour or two hours, she dedicated eight to nine months for that moment. Yeah. And we see the level that she's on. So on a smaller scale with us, who are we to think that everything's going to pop off immediately yeah. without the foundation built, without the effort, without the practice put in? True. <laughs> you got to freaking... Put your foot to the ground and do some work. Yeah. It's not going to just come to you, especially like stuff when it comes to like purpose and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of almost find it. And once you find it, you got to execute as many times as you can. And that's the thing. The execution of it all. Mm -hmm. And I think what you were saying, like those little pieces of that leads to the big moment or the big thing mm -hmm. that... Focusing on those little things help with not being overwhelmed and not stressing yourself out and kind of pacing yourself when it comes to like getting things done. Yeah. So. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Pacing. Yeah. Because you're just wearing yourself out and you're stressing yourself out just trying to quickly get to it. <laughs> and then and you're missing then, certain things along the way. So. And then comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. And then digging a hole of depression for yourself because you're looking at other people <laughs> and then a cloud forms because 
it's like, oh, this woe is me attitude. But no, I don't like to say that you don't know what other people did to get where they're going. Mm-hmm. Just because I just don't like that wording anymore. But it's more so you don't know how much someone's invested into what they're doing or which is kind of the same thing when I think about it. But I guess I just don't like the wording of it. You don't know how much someone's invested. You don't know how much time someone has already put right. in before you can compare your progress to theirs. And even if they didn't, like we all have our own timeline. Even if we put in more hours than they have, like we all have our own timeline. It's not easy to accept that and be okay mm-hmm. with it, but it's the truth at the same time. So we just have to kind of flow. <laughs> just keep flowing to time. Just surrender to time and just keep flowing. <laughs> That's what I'm learning, man. Just surrender to time. Just surrender to like time, the process. Lauren London, had, I think I told you this, Lauren London has said, um, I don't know if you know about Jay Shetty, but he's like a mm-hmm. great, like, he's a monk. But she did an interview, not like a traditional monk, but like she did an interview with him. <laughs> and um, she had said, like, she had to learn how to flow with the river and not fight with the rocks mm-hmm. and surrender to like life as it comes. Because you're going to get chin checked by life eventually because you're not in control. And when you just surrender and you just let life, just let life be really, that's when you can kind of be at peace. Mm. You mean like when you take things as they come? Mm-hmm. Take things as they come. Um, and I guess don't harbor on things too long either, mm. depending on what they are, of course, but don't harbor on it. And I'm one to like harbor and like, think about it for days and days and days. I'm still very much an overanalyzer. Yeah. But these days, I can move while I'm overanalyzing, which I'm thankful for. (laughs) I feel like I'm, um, yeah, basically what you said. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very very high functioning. I'm going to be upset, but I'm going to still do what I got (laughs) to do and talk my shit under my breath. Even when I'm depressed, (laughs) like, I still get stuff done like i'm still on my shit it could be just a day to normal day-to-day stuff it might not even be business but like i'm still on my shit yeah and i feel like that's a blessing for me mm-hmm. but yeah it's also scary though because you never like people don't know that you're going through stuff at the same time i was about to say that because <laughs> during that dark cloud period it's like you have to shut off or numb yourself sometimes well, for me to get through doing certain things mm-hmm. and then people don't oh it's just regular lex acting like herself except for the people who really pay attention right like oh she's not posting or she hasn't done right. lex chat or yeah. she um what's something else or she usually answers my call she not answering me or she not answering my text or something like that mm-hmm. or it's way harder to get in touch with her these days right but um yeah just and it's not necessarily putting on, or is it though? So I was about to say, it's not necessarily putting on a front. It's more so just cutting off certain feelings so I can get through get done, what yeah. I need to get through. Yeah. And I feel like that's unfortunately something that comes with adulthood. Mm. Like as a child, we could probably you know sit in and because we don't have as much responsibility, but Everything is on us at this point. Man, no one tells you how 
depressing adulthood can be. And nobody prepares you for it either. Yes. Granted, there is nothing to prepare for adulthood. I don't think. Just like there's no way to prepare for parenthood. Mmm. <laughs> true. I mean, there are ways no. to prepare, but there's no like manual. Yeah. On how to do it. When I just, think about stuff like that, I more so think about like what are some lessons that I'm figuring out right now that I wish the conversation was at least mentioned before. Um, for me, it's like I feel like in not even just for me, but like in the black community, I feel like financial literacy is not taught mm. to the extent that it should be. Thank God for my mom; she kind of like did that for me and my brother, but. I feel like it's still not taught like when it comes to taxes, when it comes to budgeting, budgeting, credit cards, um, even something like preparing a food menu for the month so you can stay within your budget. Right. Yeah. And nobody talks about that kind of stuff. But at the same time, why would the government say, let's talk about this in school? That's how they're getting their money. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> how underfunded schools are <laughs> and they're not even teaching the things that anyone wants to know or that we need to know yeah yeah we don't it's like we learn up to a certain point some of the stuff we learn and we really don't, don't need we need it. the basics for real right but then once you kind of figure out what you're interested in you don't need a lot of the stuff that we're taught in school yeah like we um, could really start branching out once we get to high school into like different vocations, but there's right. such a bad connotation on technical school mm. and vocational training. Or that, not going to college in general. Yeah, there's such a negative connotation with it. Yeah, people shy away from it. I do believe that um, education is important, but I do think the system is very much um, corrupt mm. and full of scams. But I do think for like African Americans and just minorities in general, I think that it's very important for us to get our education. But on the same hand, if my child was to tell me I don't want to go to college, I wouldn't force them to go to college. Yeah. I would say, okay, give me a plan. What do you want to do? What are you interested Let's in? see how we can get this. Have you thought about this? Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a how time you period. At it? I'll give you a year mm -hmm. to, you know, get your foot to the ground running and show me that you're serious about whatever it is you're trying to do. But after that, you know, we don't have to see what else we can do. Yeah. I feel like that could be another class in school. Right. So, um, as far as like, I guess it could be called project management or just life planning skills. So for me, before I came, not before I came out here, after I moved out here, because before I came here, I planned out, I want to be a singer, mm -hmm. but I want to know how to do stuff behind the scenes but also to please my parents, what kind of school could I go to? Mm. So everybody feels like we're not wasting time. Right. Um, so Art Institute of Atlanta, becoming an audio engineer. But then once I got here, I sat down and I thought about the system, like the structure that school brings as far as like a class schedule, how many classes yeah. you're taking throughout the day, how much time you're dedicating to each subject in the day. Mm -hmm. And basically I wrote down like a list, I called it my curriculum <laughs> of what are some skills. And this is also where the um, School for Rappers, the last couple of weeks of Lex Chat was kind of inspired by that as well. I really sat down and I thought about, okay, all of the artists that I've looked at growing up, 
what are some traits that I've noticed that they have to develop and what are skills that I feel like I'll have to develop to be a successful artist or what are things that I'll have to do. So I was writing down stuff like, and I still have the notebook at my house somewhere and the curriculum is on one of my thumb drives, but stuff like public speaking, speech, Mm-hmm. practicing language, grammar, punctuation, studying different languages, um, dance skills, physical fitness, breathing properly, mm-hmm. continuing with some kind of music class. Um, I actually did go back to taking piano lessons for a few months and then doing mm-hmm. vocal lessons for a few months. Um, but keeping up with vocal exercises, um, looking at like, like I have Lexi quotes, which is <laughs> my book, it's a page that's dedicated to me reading and different quotes that I find from the books and I share with people. Um, but reading books like Etta James, mm-hmm. I'm going to get Will Smith. I wanted that book before okay. the slap. Um, <laughs> the but I've read Etta James. I've read Alicia Keys. I've read a book about Beyonce. And just learning, like, how did they come up? What things were they doing? Mm-hmm. How long did it take them to come up? Beyonce was literally doing stuff since she was, like, six she was in pageants, she was in talent shows, she was auditioning for girl groups. Um, what else? Where was my mind going? Confidence, I feel like is one. Yeah, positive self-talk, um, learning how to like exercise my mind against negative thoughts and how not to get stuck when a dark cloud comes over my mind. Right. Marketing. Um, what social media sites were popping up, which ones could I dedicate myself to, mm-hmm. how much would I dedicate to creating certain content or how often would I post, what kind of stuff would I post. Once I get to a certain level, how would I evolve to right. make it bigger? And I wrote down literally a whole curriculum. So I think all of that to say, that was a very <laughs> long-winded way of saying that if we could learn the basic stuff and then branch off and say, this is the big picture here, right. but now how do I get to that? Yeah. By breaking down that big picture into smaller pieces that are gonna eventually complement the bigger goal. Yeah, structure, it's a part of life. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree that I, I don't think the school system is so. <sighs> Underfunded and. When do you think, you went to college, so what do you think is was your greatest time in school like in school or in college in school like did you like elementary school middle school high school or college um my greatest time would be seventh grade i was in colleen and that's when i first that's when i technically first got into audio engineering Mm. my parents had gifted me a laptop with a built-in microphone it was a Windows Acer computer. And I found this free site or this free uh, software called Audacity and yeah. started learning how to record myself. I figured out where to get beats from. Back then it was soundclick.com for me. And oh my God, some of the songs I chose to record on, it's like, I didn't realize you had to buy the beats to get the tags taken off of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was choosing things that said free download, but then they kept having that purchase your tracks today mm, throughout oh the whole God. piece. I'm glad they stopped doing that. They don't do that no more. They don't do it as much. There's still some who do it from YouTube, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely finally (laughs) out the door. But seventh grade is when 
I kind of broke out of my shell as far as far as like sharing the fact that I could sing with people. Because for me, I knew that I could sing in fourth and fifth grade, but I was always too shy to share it or to do anything about that. Um, seventh grade and maybe like a few months before I actually started seventh grade, because my brother started taking me to the studio with one of his friends who was a rapper, and he actually had me singing on the hook back then. And I could have been in the an official studio earlier, mm -hmm. but my dad, for some reason, just did not let me go to the studio. Mm -hmm. So I started figuring out how to record on my own. And they gifted me a laptop. They gifted me um, a keyboard that I had had different voices on it so I could learn how to make my own beats. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I recorded two albums in middle school. Oh, wow. And started singing more for people. The coaches started putting me on. I, I used to play volleyball and basketball. Yeah. The coaches started putting me on the games to sing the national <laughs> anthem. And it was, oh. that's when I started breaking out of my shell. That didn't so. happen for me until literally college, my first year of college. Mm. I feel like I was so, um, what's the word, like self-aware and just super like. you critical of yourself. Very good. Yeah. Still am. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that didn't happen until college for me. And I feel like college was also my favorite years of school as well. Mm -hmm. I hated high school. <laughs> Why your favorite in college? Maybe because I had my freedom. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't in like this small, cause I moved, to, I moved to Atlanta from South Carolina. So I wasn't in this small town. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel constricted um, or restricted. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. I didn't do the same. I also, that was also the moment where I kind of like made it my business to connect and network with people and like get to like, kind of like build those relationships business wise and just friendship wise. Otherwise I would have just, if I was back home, I would have just been like kind of plateauing and just kind of like cruising. Mm -hmm. But this is where, when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, okay, I have a plan. You know, I want to do music. I know that I want to get my education. Of course, I want to build like, what was your major? Um, it was business management and it became marketing. And then I had a certificate in music and entertainment business. Nice. Like a specialization of marketing or just something separate? What, the music and entertainment was part? Or? The marketing part. Marketing was just like, just the major. Oh, okay. So yeah. they didn't have like specialized marketing mm -hmm. for different fields, different industries. Okay. No, if so, I wish there was one for like music marketing, but it mm -hmm. wasn't. But I did get my certification in music and entertainment business. But yeah, that's when I moved here, it was just like, that's when my hustle kind of like came into effect. I always knew what I wanted to do. Now it's kind of like, this is your opportunity to do it. And I did. <laughs> what was your curriculum or your rundown of traits that you felt like, or things that you felt like you had to do to build towards? I had to, to build towards what? Um, like how I was explaining earlier, like these are the things I felt like I had to work on to get to where I wanted to be. At that time, I'll say at that time and now. Um, at that time, I would say definitely getting out of my comfort zone. Um, networking for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Tina um, from Bob's Burgers. What? <laughs> Have you ever seen that show before? She's the daughter, but she's like mad awkward. And when uh, she gets stuck thinking about something, she's like, uh. Uh, I'm definitely awkward, <laughs> but um, what so? else? I am. Hmm. I think maybe not. I don't know. Uh, that was kind of awkward. 
don't know. I, um, I think maybe no. Yeah, that was like a TV moment. Just in person. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what I was about to say. Um, so yeah, networking for sure was big. Getting out of my comfort zone. Um, it really came just came down to getting out of my comfort zone. I still I still feel like it comes down to get out of getting out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's a little bit deeper because I've shown what I can do in some instance. Mm-hmm. Like I've shown how dedicated I am. I've shown how hungry I am and how hungry I still am. And now I think that it comes down to me just continuing to put in the work and... What work? Hmm? What work? Whether it comes to like writing, producing, um, records in the studio, um, doing photo shoots, doing whatever it may be that involves my brand, Mikey Mike or the bar as a conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just doing st- whatever it may be, just to continue to catapult myself or take the right strides into catapulting myself. But like I said, everything comes down to timing and I have to kind of be patient in that way. So I'm in that season. Um, whereas before I was kind of laying the groundwork mm-hmm. and now I feel like I'm still laying the groundwork, of course, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get receive the fruits of my labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that makes sense. I feel like with the timing aspect that you just said, it's like we're in wait, but you always have to be preparing mm-hmm. while you're in wait. Right. And that's another thing I'm working on. Like even because I feel like when labels reach out, they want to hear like music that's on release too, probably. Mm-hmm. So like even like creating like a catalog and stuff like that, it might not be fully finished music, but at least I have a catalog of something that I'm working on. Right. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, which um, can be very stressful. Yeah. Um, I think because a lot of stress and like depression comes from, for me, not feeling like I'm moving fast enough, but also feeling like I'm not doing enough. Mm. But also being burnt out from being from doing too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like this constant balance of being forgiving with myself, but also knowing when to discipline myself to push a little bit harder. Yeah. You know? I feel like for me, that type of pressure, yeah, it's depressing and stuff, but it also makes me even more like, I have to get this. Like, mm. it makes me even more hungry. Um, I think anger does that for me (laughs) lately. Yeah. Anger in terms of you not receiving what you want in a timely manner or in your timely manner? So that part I'm good with now. I've come to peace with Mm. not being able to control certain timing aspects like that. But anger more so, I put in the work and now I'm in situations with certain people, but they're disrespecting my accolades or... Mm they don't take my critique or my criticism because Mm. someone I'm in the room with, maybe they've written on Grammy nominated Mm. records and I happen to fall lower in the hierarchy of that particular room. So, um, even like, shoot, just a month ago, really, these people literally told me that this artist I was working with, I got it in text message too. (laughs) 
We agreed to a certain hourly rate for me per hour. They asked if I could engineer and vocally produce and help assist on the writing. All of that is not my engineering per hour fee. It's going to be more, right. which we agreed to in text. After it was all said and done, oh, well, I misunderstood. It's right there in text. <laughs> but anyway, these people literally told me that I got the best performance out of this artist better than they were able to get with any other engineer or producer that the artists work with, but they didn't want to pay me more. And it's just like... <sighs> was it a label or... So... Mm, I guess... I think they're a management company. Okay. And the first time I worked with them, it was cool because the guy who booked me, he paid me directly. Mm. But then this time around, he was like, oh, the, the label, the management company is going to pay you. Still haven't been paid. And that's over 20 hours of work that I put in and helped write the music and gave her all her backgrounds or her harmonies, restructured some of the stuff she had written so it like delivered better. And it, it what angers me is people who give me the high praise, but they don't want to back it up with paying me or at least giving me the credits on the records. That's what people do in business in general. Like, I feel like in our community more so than ever. As in black community or music yeah. community? Black. Black. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even like when you think about it, like if you were to have a business and you were to sell something, people are still going to ask for like, well, can I get a discount and stuff? Like, <laughs> You get a discount. Why can't you just support the cost? Like, if you ain't got it right now, just say that. You're right. <laughs> Come back when you got it. Exactly. So yeah. But yeah. That that anger is what fuels me these days to go. Cause I'm, and I don't really want to be that way. Cause I'm also the type of person I don't believe that haters should fuel or should give a measurement or a gauge of how well you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to acknowledge the hate. Mm -hmm. I know it's gonna be there. But I don't want to progress based off of what people felt like I couldn't do. Because right. then I'm losing sight of what I said I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. If you're always looking at, well, I bet she, she can't even do da 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 And now I'm trying to prove people <laughs> that I can do that. Exactly. Instead of, all right, that's their opinion. That's not what I was going for anyway. I think it's a fine line. Yeah. But I think it's good that you kind of get that ammunition from that, too. Maurice Beats says facts. I'm glad you're still with us, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it... Um, I used to be better about converting my emotions into something productive. The past year or two, I've gotten worse at it or I've gotten bad at it just because also I don't, because I don't want to focus on negative things. I also get tired of writing about the negative stuff. Mm. And so even though I know that's my story, right. I don't want to harp on it. I'm tired of thinking about certain things. So you don't connect with the music the same way? If you keep writing about it? Uh, it's probably more so like a fear. Like, I don't want to feel certain okay. things anymore. Hmm. And then also a fear on the side of, if I keep talking about this, I'm going to invite more of it because that's all I'm ever talking about. Right. So I guess it is a balance, though, of yeah. a balance of being able to use that emotion and that energy to write great music, but also put it into a more productive place. There was a better way I was gonna I was gonna word that, but I feel like one song is okay depending on what the topic is, because mm -hmm. I feel like a song is like a moment frozen in time. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that's okay, but I get what you're saying as far as like 
making every song sound like that and like making every song about the same like kind of heart maybe not heartbreak because people talk about heartbreak but yeah. making a song about you know that dark moment. Oh, painful yeah like my song burn mm -hmm. someone asked me like why i don't perform that song it's such a good song I'm like because i hate where i was mm -hmm. when i wrote that song it's tricky and yeah and i have to um when you're on stage like to make it believable because you got to perform it over and over again yeah. i have to reconnect to the feelings that got me to that song in the first place yeah and i don't want to rehash those things or i'm over it so right um yeah but the duality of life is some of the greatest creations come from the most painful experiences. Exactly. Very true. Uh, it's like, why did God make it this way? <laughs> Bring it full duality. circle. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And then just like that pendulum swinging. Yeah. You can't have left if you don't have right. You can't have up if you don't have down. <laughs> can't have happy if you never had sad. Duality is everywhere in life. I'm telling you annoying but that's speaking of like things that i kind of wish we're just all over but i'm just pulling <laughs> it back but things that i wish were like at least mentioned growing up as parts of conversation is how you're not always going to feel 100 percent, or there's yeah. always a balance there's always an up and down yeah parents might say things like oh well, life's not fair but sometimes things are going well and you might feel down yeah. for no reason um I know this is going to be very weird, but Sean Mendez actually tweeted something about that today. <laughs> Sean Mendez. Yeah. Is he the political guy who's always commenting on stuff? No, he was the one that dated Camila Cabello, the pop singer. White oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was trending, so I was like, what the fuck is he trending for? And what did he say? It's Andy Dandy, so long. He said... Still with Kanye West on Twitter. <laughs> no, it was actually some real stuff. Mm. I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but Whoa. he said, "Cliff notes." The truth in current form is a 23-year-old who constantly feels like he's either flying or drowning. Maybe that's just what it is to be in your 20s. I don't know, or maybe that's just me. The truth is, I really do want to show up in the world as 100% my true, honest self, and not care what a, what anyone thinks. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I really don't care what people think, and I feel free most of the time. It is a struggle to. Um, that's the truth. The truth is, even with so much success, I still find it hard to feel like I'm not failing. Hyper-focused on what I don't have, um, forgetting to see all that I do. The truth is I'm overwhelmed and overstimulated. The truth is also that I'm okay, and I'm just trying to tell what. <laughs> oh, that's just... Can you screenshot that and send it to yeah. me? That's like perfectly... <laughs> and it's crazy that... This is what the podcast is about. We just talked about all of that. Not random, but it's Sean Mendez. I don't even follow Sean Mendez. How did that even come across your timeline? Yeah, but it's so true. Who like, liked it so that you could see it on your timeline? No, it was a trending topic. He was oh, a trending okay. topic. And I was just bored and I was like, why is it trending? Man, what? Um, Flying, but also drowning. Yes, he said, and I guess I'm like, damn, if I'm feeling this with all the blessings I have, I imagine there must be so many people feeling this and just don't want to, and just don't want them to feel alone. He just doesn't want them to feel alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. That's crazy. That's crazy, my boy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that perfectly sums it all up. Like, man. You just gotta keep yeah, going. That that right there. 
keep going, but be in the moment. Like, uh, like but also think about the future. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff, man. It's a lot of stuff. A lot. You just got to be good to yourself. I think that's what I want to leave leave mm -hmm. everybody with. Be good to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, don't be so critical. Like We're still here. We still got work to do, but look at all the work that we've already done. Yep. And look how dedicated we are to actually, I know I'm dedicated, I know you're dedicated, I'm sure y'all are dedicated, how dedicated we are to actually getting that work done. So just be kind to yourself, be nice. Be kind to yourself. And to the people around you, because you never know what people are going through. Yeah. And a nice person can literally make your day. Maurice B says, right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What you want to leave the people with? Um, that about sums it up. What you just said. Huh? Yeah. Be good to yourself. When you are able to be gentle to yourself, then you know how to do so for others. And right. it's a. I think it's a nice way to approach life as being like more forgiving and not taking things too seriously of course we have our plans but always be amenable to how things will happen mm -hmm. keep in mind the end goal but don't be afraid to explore everything else around that too yeah don't be afraid to be open yeah to get into that end goal just in a different way don't be so gun-ho on the process that you created yeah. Some people say, um, you know, you got to have tunnel vision. I don't think I agree with that train of thought anymore. Because I also believe that to bring it back to the spiritual aspect, we were saying God gives you multiple gifts and you're too focused on one or two things that you mm. never realize <laughs> the potential of all the other stuff you were given. And maybe everything else that you were given circles back into the thing that you want to do. Mm. But you That's never gave yourself true. a chance because you felt like you had to focus here when really life is, like we said, it's a foundation, but there are a bunch of many little things that add up into the big picture. You got to explore everything that interests you. Wow. You had thoughts for a reason. Things came across your mind for a reason. You were meant to explore those things. I need to hear that. I like that. Mm. <laughs> Hit you in the spirit. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> y'all got my ad. Please follow me. Yes. <laughs> no, nah. no, for real. Follow me. Come out to um, Lexi's shows. I'm sure it's on her page. What you just You say? need widescreen vision. One Amant says you need widescreen vision. Absolutely. Not just tunnel vision. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I wasn't, I was like, what? Why is it, is it enough <laughs> aspect yeah. ratio? <laughs> yeah, widescreen vision, but Wide without looking vision. at everybody else's lane at the same time. Mm. So, yeah, that's a fact. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> Come out to her show. <laughs> Shows. That's right. Lexi got stuff coming, popping. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank y'all so much for joining us today on Lex Chat. This is Mikey Mike at Mikey Mike TB, which of course I will have it like up here and then I'll have mine up here. Um, but yeah, so this this conversation today, just a bunch of different thoughts and life lessons and trains of thoughts 
that we've pondered over time and certain lessons that we've come to realize. Mm -hmm. So Maurice B says, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks um, for tuning in. Where all can everybody find you, Mikey? Literally at Mikey Mike and it's M-Y-K-E-E-M-I-K-E-T-B. Um, that's Instagram. That's Twitter. YouTube. Um, yeah, and look up my music. You know, if you got Apple Music, you got Spotify, you got Tidal, you got YouTube. Everybody has YouTube. Look it up. M-Y-K-E-E-M-I-K-E. -E -E. What about I you? I need to do another. Um, I was thinking about pole dancing just now. <laughs> it's like I need to do another video. What? I did one to yours. Yeah, you did it to If. Yeah, I like that one. I saw the one you did to Valley's record too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, y'all. But yeah, um. Ooh, you know if you did one to City Girls, I don't know if you focus on, but City Girls, I feel like that would be nice. Oh, the one you just did tonight? Yeah. When are you gonna release it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, y'all. Because I try to do it to where like. You know, you release your promo, and yeah. then it might be like a week or two before I do something. Right. So then it's still being <laughs> talked about in different times, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Marketing. Yeah. Love it. Let's see. Maurice Beat says, Lexi, I sent you a new beat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I actually need to work on something that I was commissioned for. But uh, yeah, typically I'll do like an extra. This week, the Patreon and the general public will get the same episode so we're not gonna worry about that but um yeah thank y'all for joining in on the conversation with mikey and myself this week on lex chat um let us know what you thought about the conversation what parts stuck out to you what parts resonated with you what word did you need to hear that you heard in this lex chat um if you are not yet a patron of mine and you would like to become a patron, you would like to support me, you can go to patreon.com slash LexiATL. For as little as $5 a month, you'll be able to support me. You get special behind the scenes content. You get to see uncut episodes of Lex Chat and other content that I create on YouTube and Spotify and otherwise. And you get interaction on these live things and, you know, everything I just said right there. But, um, yeah. It's like a it's like a dope secret that we kind of have with the Patreon community where y'all will get to see things days, weeks, sometimes months in advance before the general public. So and it also helps me to be able to come on here to invite more guests on the show and to give more insightful conversations like this. So if that's something that you would like to see continue to happen and you would like to be a part of the community where we help each other grow as artists and as people in general, then go to my Patreon for as little as $5 a month become a patron at patreon.com slash LexiATL. And if you are on YouTube, make sure you give me a big thumbs up and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you'll be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content on YouTube. Thank y'all so much for joining Mikey and myself for this Lex Chat. Until yeah. next time, peace. That was a great pitch. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it so many times by now. <laughs> Loved it. So many times. Bye, y'all. Uh...